I'm Rob Skinner, and this is the Rob Skinner Podcast. On this episode, I'm talking to Takeshi Yamazaki from Tokyo, Japan, and Shohei Miyoshi from Osaka, Japan. The co-host is James Skinner, and we're talking about a recap of the World Discipleship Summit, as well as sharing good news from Japan and East Asia. All this and more on the Rob Skinner Podcast. Welcome back to the Rob Skinner Podcast. My goal is to inspire you to live a no regrets life, make this life count, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Rob Skinner Podcast. I am here in Tucson, Arizona with my co-host, James Skinner. James, good to have you on the program. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. <laughs> and I'm pumped because I've got one of my best friends in the entire world, Takeshi Yamazaki, here on the program. Takeshi leads the church in Tokyo, Japan. Welcome, Takeshi. Thank you, Rob. It's great to be here in Tucson. <laughs> it's awesome. And we also have Shohei Miyoshi, who leads the church in Osaka, Japan. Shohei, great to have you here on the program. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, I've inter interviewed both of you guys in the past. I think, Takeshi, you're episode one, or 17 early on in the program. And Shohei, I think you're like 155 or something like that, 156. And both of those are super popular. People love to hear what's going on. And so today, I just want to ask you guys, what did you get out of the World Discipleship Summit? You guys both went to the International Leadership Conference. I would just love to know what your thoughts were, highlights, anything that you thought was excellent or that stood out to you? Yeah, first of all, it was just inspiring to be together in just the two-year lapse with the COVID, just to see thousands and thousands of brothers and sisters from around the world, to see old friends, to meet new people, to see people that were very small back in the day, to see them growing up in the faith. Just the spirit of unity and joy was so inspiring. So I'm mm -hmm. just grateful to the, for the Orlando Church and all the people that really had the faith to really put this together uh, under such a difficult circumstance. I think for me, being part of the delegates meeting, I sensed a real spirit of unity, mm. of humility, and just that we're really, we're partners and that we're really trying to build a healthy culture as we tackle dif difficult issues, as we talk about sensitive problems that we have. And I was just very encouraged just to see the progress uh, in our in our in our leadership in the churches all over the world. So okay, so let, let's talk a little bit about these delegates. I mean, what what is going on behind the curtain there? At these <laughs> delegates meeting. I hear about it. I I go. What, what's right. what goes on at these meetings? These delegate meetings, and what's their purpose? Well, I think that we're trying to work on a progress where we're obviously we're not trying to have a few people make decisions for the whole world, but we're trying to have representations from all the world. Basically, simply put. We're divided into regional family chairs, and basically we, there's one delegate per 1,000 members. And so we discuss things, we talk, we, we vote, and there's just really a spirit of unity, collaboration. We're able to discuss things. We're even able to disagree uh, respectfully. And I just, love, I just love the culture that's being built in those delegates' meetings. Okay. So you guys meet when? Before the conference? During? Or... When are these meetings held? 
Yeah, we, we meet annually, obviously, at the uh, ILC meetings. But because of COVID, we've actually met several times on Zoom. So we've probably had maybe two or three, four meetings. Since COVID has happened, uh, people have their proposals out. We read it. We have discussions. And we, and we vote on certain issues. Okay. So was anything decided at this meeting? Well, unfortunately, my plane arrived two days late. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was, you know, we missed the whole first day. So I think a lot of decisions were made the first day. Uh, but I think, I think the spirit is really, I think there was a lot of discussion about elders, evangelists, teachers really working together more as we tackle these difficult issues. We were divided up into groups. And I think there, some of the hot topics came out. And we just, I think we really promoted an attitude of, Let's continue to pray. Let's have more discussions. Uh, let's not, you know, let's not hurry into a decision that we don't need to. Let's make important decisions quickly, but also let's take the time to go through the right process as we tackle some of these difficult issues. Okay, so you've got people from around the world representing the four corners of the world, like you have people from Asia, Africa. Is that right? Absolutely. Every, every part of the globe is represented at the delegates meeting. Okay. So that's how decisions are being made. Yes, that's right. I believe that the delegates meeting is the final decision-making process for the whole ICOC as a whole. Okay. So Shohei, for the conference, what was your favorite class or, or event? Uh, so the event, uh, definitely the worship, like whole people get together, not I, uh, ILC, campus single, like a first night. Uh, everybody got, got together and mm -hmm. actually it's been 10 years since I last visited the United States it was San Antonio wow, <laughs> wow. so that experience you know came back again you know thank you so much for all the people who put hard work to to really you know make these things happen right. so, and so much inspiration uh, uh, I see God is working powerfully worldwide and uh, sometimes I feel so small in Japan, you right. know, but I see how big God is mm -hmm. and we serve this king of the universe yeah. and we are part of the God's kingdom. Mm -hmm. So it's not about me, but it's all about Jesus and his kingdom. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the biggest inspiration and vision I heard. And my favorite class, uh, class was uh, the leadership class called Cruciform Leadership. And it's talking about... Uh, following the example of Jesus who is crucified and served for the kingdom. So basically following the example of Jesus' humility and his leadership model. And one leader asked, so what, what's it, what, what it feels like under your leadership? <laughs> that, that, that really convicts me. Oh, no. <laughs> but that, that really convicts me. But at the same time, it, it really gives me hope. Sometimes as a leader of the church, I, I, I'm very concerned about what I'm going to do or, or what I'm doing or what I'm not doing well enough. Mm -hmm. But it's about who, who, what kind of person I'm becoming mm -hmm. by God's power and what kind of culture that I'm, I'm creating in the church and what people feel under my leadership. Right. So uh, my job is to follow Jesus and reflect the Christ-like culture wow. in my church. So that's the biggest impact I had. That's awesome. Who was leading that class? Uh, A.T. and uh, uh, Rafael Lure and uh, some uh, one elder. Uh, so 
lesson and many sharing. So、I、some、see. some of the couple from、uh, Chicago and LA also shared. One elder from LA also shared. Got it. Yeah. Got it. That's great. Okay, so now you're going back to Asia. Can you just give us an update? What's What's going on? What is God doing in Japan and in the sea region, the Southeast Asia region that you guys are a part of? If you could just give us some some good news. Yeah, let me start with Japan. We're very excited. We're very really proud of the way that we've during COVID we've really put into practice becoming a church of small groups、mm. as opposed to a church with small groups. And so during COVID, I believe our small groups, our Bible talks, really functioned. Everybody took care of each other.、Uh, the discipling was very active,、uh, even in the midst of the restrictions with the COVID. People were going out, reaching out to people, and I just sensed a greater unity and a greater growth in our church.、Uh, one exciting thing that happened in the middle of COVID and the challenges and people losing jobs, our weekly contribution went up twenty percent. Wow! And we were able to see many, many great people baptized. Obviously, we weren't able to meet together as often, so we utilized our church camp. To go on retreats, to do Bible studies, and God gave us just many, many amazing miracles、uh, in Japan during our time in COVID. I mean, when you talk about that church camp, immediately I've got so many good memories. Can you talk a little, just brief? I know this is a diversion, but can how that camp got started? And yeah, this is basically the dream and vision of George Garganis, who basically is the founder of our church, and he was he was Mister Camp, and wherever he went, he would build. A camp. So this is probably 1955. The church, the original mainline church called Yogihachi, was built in 1951. So I believe that the Motosu Christian Camp was built in 1955, right at the foot of Mount Fuji. Wow. There's a beautiful, pristine lake called、oh, yeah. Motosu right there. It's it's on the back of the 5,000 yen bill. It's a beautiful place, God's creation. And over the years, you know, George and the others used that camp、uh, to really bring people to God. And so. We got it now. We get people out there. We have the campfire. We get close to God with all the insects and all the all the beautiful <laughs> things that God created, and it just really frees us away from all the hustle and bustle of city life. And even last year, all all of, all of the people that got baptized, pretty much, they had a weekend at that camp. That's so、wow. awesome. That's so awesome. James, you've been up to that camp. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. <laughs> Matosu Lake is、uh, a beautiful place.、Um, me and、uh, my buddy Ko, we actually bike there、uh, from the church <laughs> building. Kind of a side story: we、uh, we were trying to reach out to a couple guys, and Ko walks into the kitchen and says, "James, I have idea." And I'm like, "Oh no, this is not good." <laughs> so somehow I got roped into、uh, wearing a Power Ranger outfit. <laughs> <laughs> and、uh, we had、uh, two skateboards and two bicycles, and we made the trip. Ended up taking twenty five hours. But okay, what's the distance between the church building and the camp? I think it's about a hundred miles. About a hundred miles. Yeah, on, on two skateboards and a bicycle. Two skateboards and a bike. <laughs> two bikes. And unfortunately, <laughs>、um, our original estimation was twelve hours because the、uh, the roads in Tokyo are paved. But we realized once you leave Tokyo. <laughs> It's not paved, so it, it was definitely an adventure. Oh my gosh, that is just classic! And you go right through that forest where all the people commit suicide. Yep, 
that uh that definitely brought me closer to god for sure that's right right. okay so hey back on track here what's tell us about some good news from what's happening in osaka uh, so uh, right now I'm leading Osaka Church, a group about a uh, little over 40 people. And, uh, and also I'm involved with helping other local churches in Japan. So we got seven churches in, you know, in Japan. And uh, so uh, right now, um, so monthly, uh, the four church leaders uh, outside of Tokyo get together and disciple each other. We are having D group. Right. And uh, so we are focusing this this. For churches, we, we're gonna grow. We're gonna help each other, save more people, and grow. So uh, last year, uh, Nagoya Church uh, had a restoration, and uh, this year, Okinawa Church had two baptism already, wow. and to all, all two are Japanese, and one uh, sister is a local Okinawa, you know, wow. person. And that's so that, led that's led by Paul. Yeah, led by Paul. Paul, the, yeah, the accidental yeah. church leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Way to go, Paul. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so we are having more uh, try to build a culture to help each other, learn from each other. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes we have a like a joint midweek devotional on Zoom. Mm-hmm. So some people from Osaka join the Okinawa devotional and we share lesson. This year, uh, me and my wife and Paul joined the Sendai devotional and we did a lesson and sharing. So we try to help each other, but not only in Japan, but also among the sea region. Uh, we try to build a culture of learning from each other, learning from anybody. So last year, we had a joint div- midweek devotional, uh, talk, uh, Japanese campus and uh, Indonesian campus. Uh, one church called Tangalan, the campus joined together on Zoom, and wow. we had a joint devotional. Awesome. Last year, we had a joint worship service, uh, Osaka Church in Bukashi, Indonesia, on Zoom. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, one of the themes, one thing I'm hearing from you guys is the churches there in Japan are unified. You're working together, you're helping each other, learning from each other. That was a definite theme and a warning from this ILC is like, we've got to, we got to defend each other and stay unified. Any thoughts on that, Takeshi? Like what, what it's going to take moving forward to stay unified among our churches? Yeah, I think we've been blessed to be part of the C region for the last 20 years. And they've really taught us really a healthy culture of being vulnerable, being humble, being very real. Uh, we don't compare ourselves to each other, but we really respect each other. Obviously, we have unbelievably large, you know, growing churches that are multiplying, right. and we have churches that are struggling. But we're all disciples with the Holy Spirit. Uh, we can learn from one another. There's, right. there's, there's always something we can learn from each other. And, there's, and I just love the wonderful family atmosphere. But it takes time to build culture. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that... Uh, what I realize is often that when we try to learn or we make changes, we try to find a church leader who's having success in their ministry, and we ask them what they're doing, Mm -hmm. and we try to implement that in our situation. But that doesn't really work because the culture is not built in. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I I encourage people to do is, is to get people exposed. And so what we've been able to do in Japan is just send 60 to 70% of our church, church members out to Indonesia and Singapore and Malaysia to, to actually see it and experience it. Mm. Because once you see it, once you feel it, you really understand what, what they're talking about. Mm. And I think that it takes time to build a proper culture. And I think we talk a lot about really respecting the process, not being results oriented, mm-hmm. not being patient, but really allowing God 
to do the work. Wow, that's awesome. From from the conference, I'm I'm interested in knowing. Was there something you felt like God was calling you to do going forward? Did did you feel like if there was one thing you go, man, I really want to go after this, in the wake of the conference, what would it be? Like what what do you feel like? I feel like God is really prompting me to address this area or go after this area. What, let me just start with James. What what you what you pull from it? Yeah, I think for me personally, I went to a class by Chris Reed. He talked about um, masculinity in comparison to you know what it, what the world views and what the Bible views, and it was just a real in depth uh, study on Jesus's character and Jesus's actions going through Mark one alone. And I think one thing I I learned from it was I have a ten- tendency to want to be comfortable, <laughs> right? To um, you know, to, to not overdo it, but to try to be at a good pace. And he said, Chris talked about how, you know, he tries to strive to do tough things. Mm-hmm. You know, he said he, he enrolled himself in a master's program at his age. And he says he's trying to do tough things. And I think that's what I took away from is, okay, how can I, in my daily walk with God, whether it be, you know, physical goals, or whether it be spiritual, mental goals, how can I make myself do tougher things? And I think we'll end up benefiting me uh, in the long run, but also pushing myself, which I got excited about coming back to Tucson. I can't wait to listen to that whole class. Oh, it it was so good. It was so good. (laughs) I was just, oh my goodness. He really models masculinity. I mean, like, absolutely. You know, like when you think of the word man in a dictionary, they got Chris's picture right there. Yeah. He would, he would, he would challenge (laughs) and then just pause for 10 seconds just to see what the reaction was. And and I'm and I was just like, oh man, this guy knows what to do. He'd just do the slow walk back to his podium. He'd just drop a bomb and then just strut back. And I was like, oh, he knows he's got the moment. <laughs> That's awesome. How about you, Takeshi? What'd you what'd you take away? Well, I was thoroughly inspired by Booty's lesson on identity in Christ. And this mm-hmm. is something that we've heard over and over. And one of the things that I'm really working on is really taking ownership of myself, ownership of my past, of my sinful nature. Not being a victim, mm-hmm. not feeling sorry for myself, uh, but really putting to death my old self and really becoming a new creation. Mm-hmm. So I definitely would like to recommend that class to everyone listening to this podcast. Uh, the other lesson that really encouraged me was Chris Silman's lesson at the end of ILC. Yeah. He was very courageous. He spoke the truth. And I was very, very convicted because I tend to be a conflict avoider. I tend to not speak the truth or I tend to just take the blame on myself. Right. And not really have those difficult conversations. I was mm-hmm. convicted that really from a biblical point of view, that's basically lying. Yeah. And I don't and we I don't think we take seriously enough and we don't talk about enough that when we're not speaking the truth in love, we're committing the sin of lying. And yeah. so obviously we want to be respectful, we want to be sensitive, but I'm convicted more than ever to with respect, with humility, to be able to engage in the difficult conversations. Right. Right. I mean, coming back from that conference, there was a situation that was troubling to me and I was upset about it and something had happened and I needed to talk to a person and I knew I needed to to deal with it. But I was tempted either to like ignore it, delegate it to somebody else or to, you know, just let the imaginary conversation go on in my mind (laughs) over and over again, you know, arguing with this person. (laughs) And and I just decided, okay. Rob, you're going to call that person right now directly and you're just going to tackle it without being angry, just asking good questions and trying to find out what's what's going on. And it was awesome. 
I mean, it was, it wasn't perfect, but by the time the end of the, the call was over, I felt relieved. I felt like, okay, it's not as bad as I thought. And I felt like we can move forward from here without the mental aspect, the pressure that I felt of like, oh my gosh, I get this bad situation. It's just going to get worse. And so that was good. I thought, I agree with you. I think Chris Silman's class is really excellent. Shohei, what'd you take away from the conference? Uh, yeah, definitely. The conference was up upward call for me. Um, uh, definitely so much great lesson, like a Buddhist lesson. I'm reviewing every day right now, <laughs> you know, identity in Christ and also a cruciform leadership. But, um, I think, uh, one thing that God, God really caused me is to, to really step up. You know, uh, I'm leading Osaka Church, small church in Japan, but God has a bigger vision to really build a healthy churches among whole Japan and evangelize. And for me to take more uh, leadership, just, just call me higher and call uh, every disciple in Japan higher. So mm -hmm. for me, the biggest uh, call is to to really have a humility and uh, attitude to imitate those those servant leaders like Takeshi or Rob Yu or like a servant leaders who, who are you know uh, uh, building the kingdom. Just just have a humility to imitate, but also be vulnerable about what's going on in myself and, and in church to be discipled, uh, so that I can I can really focus. My growth and uh, the growth in in Osaka area, so that I can really impact and influence other churches as a disciple in Japan. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I just wonder, you guys have such a massive mission field. I mean, Tokyo probably has thirty million in the metropolitan area, including Yokohama and sure, everything, right? Sure. Osaka, what nine nine million people? Uh, Osaka Prefecture, nine million. I mean, nine. Okay, where do you start? I mean, what what's your mindset when you're just I mean, your church already at 300 in Tokyo probably is one of the biggest churches in Japan at 300. But where do you start? Like, how do you keep from getting overwhelmed? And, and how do you just go, okay, we're going to make a difference? I think it's the same thing as Jesus. One person at a time, discipleship, multiplication. Um, obviously, we, we've really worked on taking care of the sheep, really making sure that if anybody's hurt, if anybody's weak, they're astray, we go after them. Because... Obviously, it's very difficult to convert somebody in Japan, but if the back door is very wide open, then we're not going to build anything. So we really try to build community so that once people get baptized, they stay part of our community. Mm -hmm. uh, we're very excited about just the focus in our youth. We've been able to see over 60% of our youth baptized. Wow. So many of the kingdom kids, which not only inspires the youth, but the parents get excited. They yeah. get rejuvenated. We have families that they're all Christians, they're dreaming of going on auto mission teams together. Uh, we're excited about some of the young people. We just hired a new brother on staff, Akio. He just went on in July. We've already got the next brother set for maybe beginning of next year. We've got some sisters lined up. So we're just excited about just having a dream, uh, just as, as Shohei shared, really, really putting into practice really effective discipling where we're all growing, we're becoming like Christ. We're multiplying, mm. and we're seeing people really touched by the love of Christ. So we believe we're still small, but with the mustard seed of faith, God can do anything. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, for me, same. Uh, uh, one soul at a time, uh, but not only like a, like uh, adding number to the church, but really creating the 
the culture of、uh, healthy discipling, like a really biblical discipling, discipling, making other discipling, caring for one another. So I think that, that's the biggest mindset I have. And then the rest is God's work. So、yeah. God can、that's、work、right. through me because I grew up typical Japanese family, you know, without any knowledge or interest in Bible or God, but somehow God saves me.、Yeah. So I believe that if God can change me and save me, He can save any Japanese you know,、right. people in Japan. That's、yeah. right. That's right. Takeshi, you mentioned the youth ministry. One of the, the most encouraging things that happened in July was、uh, James studied the Bible with a couple、uh, teens, young teens, and they got baptized. And it caused like a little bit of a landslide. Lots of people, I mean, they, one got baptized. Well, maybe, James, you can share a little bit about what happened. Yeah.、Um, so earlier this year,、um, You know, post COVID,、uh, I was、uh, talking to one of the family members、um, who has a teen in the church. I said, Hey, you know, if he wants to, you know, if your son wants to study the Bible, I'd love to, you know, study the Bible with him. I was in, his, I was in the same Bible talk as his family、uh, a couple years back. And、uh, funny enough, we go to a,、uh, a barbecue. One of the、uh, members of the Bible talk is、uh, going to get deployed. And so,、uh, in true fashion, the, the father goes in front of everybody, he goes, Yeah,、uh, James,、uh, uh, Gabe wants to study the Bible, so、uh, you, can, you can do that now. So at that point, since it was announced that he wants to study the Bible, I guess I had no choice but to follow up on that request that I had. So、uh, we started studying the Bible in March, and、uh, Gabe, who's、uh, in eighth grade, is going into freshman year.、Uh, he got baptized in April,、uh, which was super exciting. And I think it, it was. Really encouraging is to see the preteens and the teens' mindset completely change. of、right. Oh, this is possible. This、right. isn't, we don't just talk about becoming a disciple. You know, this is real. And、uh, soon thereafter, one of the other preteens, Ben, he started studying the Bible. He became a disciple a couple months ago. So, you know, to see the faith of the, these、uh, young men and also to see the family get excited,、right. I think it really, like what you mentioned before, really causes a Ripple effect throughout the church of positivity and faith. And、uh, it's just an exciting time to to be a part of the Tucson church right now. Right. I mean, then right after that, Sergio got baptized、mm-hmm. and he's 13. And,、uh, you know, just the joy in the church. We had the baptisms right after church at the church service. And then we had a couple pr- young professionals get baptized too. It seemed like it was contagious. It was like, Better than COVID. I mean, just <laughs> it was, the baptism fever was spreading. It was like a spiritual pandemic. It was awesome. Like, we saw one and say, I want to get baptized next week. And so we had four baptisms in July, which was so encouraging.、Mm-hmm. I mean, for a smaller church, it, it makes a difference. Yep, It's so awesome.、Sense. So, anyway, looking forward to the, to the fall. Takeshi, you're, you're going to be preaching here in a few minutes、uh, this afternoon on Sunday,、uh, August 7th. Can you give us a little preview of what you're going to be talking about?、Ooh. It's going to be from Colossians. We were doing Colossians for the ILC. So it'll be basically Christ centered, really talking about really Christ. I mean, we're disciples of Christ. Discipling is all about Christ. And it's all about putting off our old self and the new self. I'm super excited to be with the Tucson Church. Obviously, I hope God uses me to inspire the church. But I'm, I'm here to grow, I'm here to learn.、Uh, I'm always inspired by, by Rob and Pam and James. And the whole Tucson church. The Tucson church has had an impact on our churches in Japan. We are more outward focused.、Uh, we are more vibrant and, and zealous and happy because of that. And I'm just excited about the discipling that I'm going to receive 
as a result of being there with the brothers and sisters in Tucson this afternoon. Yeah. I, I don't know if we talked about this in our previous interview, but your dad has such an interesting story. Could you just share a little bit about, uh, about your dad and his history in the yeah, war? Yeah, very briefly. Yeah, my dad was born in 1929. He was 16 when the war ended, and he actually volunteered to be a kamikaze pilot. So he should have died. But when he went on the kamikaze mission, the, the, the battleships weren't there. He came back. He probably got beaten up and thrown into jail, but he survived. Praise God for that, because if not, I wouldn't have been born. But my, my, my father basically was abused growing up by my grandfather. He carried a lot of hurt, just a lot of pain, a lot of hatred, which got handed down to my oldest brother, especially, which kind of trickled down onto me. And so as I've worked through my own pain and just the different negative voices about how I'm no good, I'm, I'm dumb, I'm, I'm worthless, uh, really God has really helped me to uh, replace those voices with Christ. And so one mm -hmm. of the things that I'm going to share about this in my sermon is I took a trip to my grandfather's hometown mm -hmm. way back in the boondocks of, you know, an hour and a half drive from Osaka. He died about nine years ago. I know nothing about him. And I stood there in the summer and I read him a letter. And I said, Grandfather, you what you did to my, my dad was terrible. You shouldn't have abused him. And But I want you to know my father didn't abuse us. He gave us a great life. And at the end, I said, I, I forgive you, and I want you to know that because of Christ, there's absolutely no remnant hmm. of what you did to my dad in my family. That's wow. amazing. I'm, I'm born again. It's all gone. There is no abuse hmm. in my family. Hmm. And not only am I born again, my oldest daughter, who, who was married two years ago, their marriage is even better. And so we are, you know, we are free, basically, from the, from the chains of 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 sin of abuse whatever background we've had in the past no matter how painful it is christ is so awesome yeah mm -hmm. we are a new creation that the moment that we were baptized the old self died mm. and we're raised with christ and so i'm a new creation i want to take ownership of that and thank you dad for not dying but thank you for allowing me to become a christian mm. so that i could become a saint uh, really Chosen by God. That's amazing. Yeah, I love that story because my dad was a pilot in World War II, also on the other side of the of the fight. And our dads were both World War II generation. And yet through Christ, we were able to serve God together wow. in Japan and it just it's and and become friends through our time at UC Berkeley and then going on the mission field. And anyway, anything that listeners can pray for you guys about, anything you'd like prayers for. That the people, when they think about Japan, they could pray for you guys about. Um. Yeah. Uh, so definitely, uh, pray for Japanese churches. Um. Um. Uh, during a COVID, it's also you know, uh, it's very challenging for us. And right now, uh, in Japan, the COVID is kind of spreading again. You know, mm -hmm. it's very, uh, intense situation. So, uh, uh. We are supposed to open the church more physically, but then this COVID things, you know, came again. So definitely pray for a safety and health for Japanese people, and definitely keep keep uh, uh, striving to to make disciples and multiply. Mm -hmm. uh, not only Tokyo, but you know, we we have many churches in Japan. So, uh, but they're small and. Uh, Besides Tokyo and Osaka, there are no full-time leader 
in local churches in Japan. So they're also, you know, uh, trying their best to, to stay faithful and also still reaching out people, you know, trying their best. So pray for those people to, to, to stay healthy, to grow, and uh, the, then the church, uh, you know, the, the God gives them a, a leaders, you know, workers more so that we can multiply. Uh, for me personally, uh, uh, yeah, um, just pray that, uh, please uh, pray for uh, us personally, uh, me and my wife going through a personally uh, challenging moment, uh, you know, uh, having a dream prayer for family, uh, future baby, but somehow it's uh, God's plan is not, you know, our plan right now, but uh, pray for our heart to be pure, always joyful to, to serve for God's kingdom. And, uh, and, uh, and yeah, just help. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So yeah. you're just asking for prayers for Minori to get pregnant and have a baby. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. We'll definitely be praying. Takeshi, how about you? Yeah, thank you. If you can all pray for the people of Japan, we're still going through mourning. Many of you know that our former prime minister was assassinated. Uh, he lived basically one, two-minute walk away from the, from the church building. That's so that affected me also very profoundly. We are very, very sad. Probably those who were alive at the time probably know what it feels like when President Kennedy was assassinated back right. in 1963. So please pray for our country, to, for the people as they mourn to be healed, but to turn to Jesus. We right. just please pray for us to have a spiritual revolution. Mm -hmm. uh, we live in a great country with great people, but Christ's presence is very weak. So please awesome. pray for our faith, that we can really truly believe. Uh, pray for workers. Uh, pray that we can really convert, especially the younger generation, the teens and the, and the, and the young campus and singles, and uh, really just get the dream back of evangelizing all of Japan. Shohei and Takeshi, thank you so much for joining the program. Mm -hmm. It's just, it, I love you guys so much. Thank you and, so much. You know, I just am praying for the work there and miss you guys. And I'm so thankful that you decided to come and visit Tucson for a couple of days. Yep. This has been such an awesome weekend. Just praying together, being together, and just love you so much. Yeah, I love you guys. Thanks for taking care of me. Uh, for all the listeners, Shohei was my roommate when I lived there when I was 18. And so <laughs> if you can imagine me now, imagine me how crazy I was when I was 18. So Shohei really took care of me and Takeshi really treated me as his, his you know, son. So these guys are definitely heroes uh, for me in the faith. I'm really thankful for uh, this time that we have. Safe travels back to Japan. Thank, Thank you. you very much, Thank Rob. You. Thank you so much for joining the Rob Skinner Podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, please hit the subscribe button and let your friends know about it and how to find it. Because my goal is to inspire you to make this life count, live a no regrets life, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Have a great day and make this life count.